God of all creation, we praise you. We praise you for your glory and your love that has been poured out on your world in your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father, in the light of your glory, we are aware of our own sin and the many ways that we fail to love you as we ought or to love our neighbours as ourselves. So we quiet our hearts now and confess our sins to you this day. We thank you, our God, for this sure foundation on which to stand, that since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with you through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're in awe that through him we have gained access into this grace in which we now stand. So help us, we pray, O God, help us to stand in your grace, confident not in ourselves, but in you and your full and free forgiveness and love. And we pray, our Heavenly Father, that you might transform us even now by your Holy Spirit as we hear your word read and preached. Take away our hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh, hearts to love and adore you, to delight in you, to follow and to enjoy you. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. Uh, Shannon, are you reading for us this morning? Shannon's going to read and then preach for us. Thanks, mate. Morning, everyone. Let's read Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Have you ever aspired to be like someone, you, someone that you really looked up to, that you held a, on, a, a, on a platter? Someone famous, might be a movie star, a famous sport player, might be your father-in-law. Uh, For most of us, growing up, we looked up to someone, or maybe a couple of people, and we aspired to be like them. We, you know, we we wanted to be like them. Uh, For me, growing up, I loved footy, so I I really wanted to be like the great Darren Jarman, who played for the Crows, and... uh, 
But it, it could be anyone who is good at anything. It could be your best friend. It could be a work colleague who's really good at their job. More often than not, though, on a real note, we actually become like the people we hang out with the most. In high school, my friends were not a good choice. They were bad influences. Sure, we had a lot of fun times together and shared some good common interests such as footy, but for the most part, their bad influences was being rude, being a bully, wagging school, not caring about schoolwork so much, just being stupid, doing stupid things. But since becoming a Christian, I've chosen to change who I call best friends to people who love and serve Christ also. And my, as a result, my attitude and desires change to be much like theirs, to be more righteous as them. The Apostle Paul, his best friend and hero that he looked up to was Jesus Christ. Paul shows us by example that Christ is the person that we should not only desire to be like, but should actually spend a lot of time with. So, so that he can have the biggest influence on our life, on our character. Christ came to glorify the Father, to make him known. Now the role of the Spirit is to make Christ known. And this is the purpose of us, the church, to make Christ known. And the Spirit is our helper. We are called to proclaim Christ. But how can we make Christ known to people around us if we don't know him well ourselves? The more time we spend with someone, the more we get to know them and their passions and desires. And this is why prayer is so important. Through prayer, we develop a deeper relationship with Christ. Our love for him increases and our knowledge of his will increases. The more our attitude and actions become more like Christ, the more he is proclaimed. Like Paul, today from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6, we're going to be encouraged to be devoted to prayer to proclaim Christ. We learned in chapter 2 that in Christ is all the fullness of God. And Paul also says that we who are in Christ have been brought to fullness in Christ. We are a reflection of Christ. For the last couple of weeks, Paul has been explaining what it looks like to live as those who have been brought to fullness in Christ. Two weeks ago, we learned to set our hearts and minds on things above where Christ is, to focus on Christ. And last week we learned that when we live in devotion to Jesus as our Lord, it shapes all of our life, from our family to our community, 
We relate to God and others out of devotion to Jesus Christ. And today we're going to continue in this theme. Paul now shows us what being in the fullness of Christ looks like in how we communicate both with God and the world. Now that we have been brought to fullness in Christ, we should reflect Christ by being devoted to prayer to proclaim Christ. Prayer is essential for setting our hearts and minds on Christ above. And the result, he is proclaimed. The two points that I want to share with you today from this passage are firstly to be devoted to prayer and secondly to be devoted to proclaiming Christ. So first of all, being devoted to prayer. Prayer is, is vital. We, we cannot proclaim Christ without prayer. Make prayer essential. In John chapter 1, verse 1, we read that Jesus is the Word, and through him God spoke everything into existence. As the Word, Jesus Christ is the ultimate communication of God. Through Christ, God has communicated himself to us. He's made himself known. So before time, before we were, God had determined to communicate with us. This passage calls us to fullness in communicating with God and the world. Since Christ is the fullness of God and we have been made partakers of Christ's fullness, our fullness should flow back to God in prayer and out to the world by proclaiming Christ. let's look at verse 2, or the beginning of verse 2, sorry. It says to be devoted to prayer. Prayer is vital for our Christian life, just as water is vital for our bodies. The Greek word for devote means to be courageously persistent or to hold fast and not let go. We should have regular prayer times, yes. We should have regular times of praying alone and with others. But this isn't just saying to be religiously devoted to having prayer times every day, though it's a really healthy habit. Elsewhere, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5 to pray without ceasing, and in Ephesians 6 to pray at all times in the Spirit. I believe what Paul means here is to pray continually and not let go. This doesn't mean to spend our entire time in constant verbal dialogue with God. That would... Uh, that just wouldn't work, would it? Could you imagine spending all day trying to communicate with God verbally? That would negatively affect our communication with others, with the world. It goes against what the passage is actually saying. So what does it mean to continually pray? Prayer isn't so much the speaking of words as it is the posture of our heart. Prayer isn't so much the speaking of words as it is the posture of our heart. 
at the same time as seeing and thinking and communicating with others. On one level, on a much deeper level, we can be relating all that we see, think and do with God, being aware of his guidance with us always and his presence. All through the day, we can be communicating with God and he with us by his spirit. He lays people on our hearts. He prompts us to forgive others, to show compassion. He makes us aware of our conscience. Reminds us of what's wise and not wise. He comforts us. Reminds us of his presence, his love and his grace. Being aware of God's guidance with us is how we can find, out, find our way out of temptation when we are tempted. But the key is to always be looking and be aware of God's presence with us, to live in that communication with him. In Romans 8, chapter 16, Paul writes, The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. So the Spirit communicates with our spirit in our inner being. And we can communicate to God through him too. Anywhere, anytime. When we are purposely aware of God's Spirit guiding us through life and we live in communication with him, our heart's desire becomes more like Christ's desire. As a result, we will be aware of prayer needs, which we see uh, from the rest of verse 2. To be watchful means not only to stay awake while praying, don't fall asleep, but Paul has in mind here the broader implication of staying alert to specific prayer needs about what to pray for rather than being vague or confused. We are to be always aware of God and his prompting. God helps us to be alert of the dangers of life around us. And he also helps us to be aware of the needs of others. This alertness can launch us into prayer at any moment. Paul says from Romans 8 also, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Our weakness being when we don't know what to pray for. But the Spirit intercedes for us in accordance with the will of God. And we see from Colossians, what we've seen that in Colossians, that God's will is that Christ is proclaimed. So in situations where we're not sure how to pray or what to pray or how to even respond to in difficult situations, if our heart's desire is to proclaim Christ, the Spirit hears our cry for help, intercedes for us and works through our weaknesses. So even in our weakness, Christ can still be proclaimed. We are also to be thankful. 
Living in constant prayer is also remembering God's awesome goodness from creation to salvation. It's being, always being aware of his grace in our life. Allowing God's grace to drive us as we live in response to him. Always be thankful for God's goodness to us because it is remembering all the things to be thankful for that refreshes our soul. Paul also says from Thessalonians to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. This is a supernatural and powerful way the spirit works through us to proclaim Christ. There are not many more powerful testimonies than the life of a believer who is joyful and thankful despite their earthly life crumbling all around them. Testimonies like this are a powerful proclamation of Christ and they create gospel opportunities. And in saying they create gospel opportunities, we need to be praying for gospel opportunities. We look at verse 3. Paul says, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. As we near our next point about proclaiming Christ to the world, we should be aware that we can't do it without prayer. We need prayer for this to happen. Paul uses himself as an example. In asking for prayer, Paul shows us what to pray for both for us personally and for us as a church. Even while in prison, Paul is looking for more opportunities to proclaim Christ, even though that's why he was there. But this is why Paul was so effective for the gospel, because he was devoted to prayer and to proclaiming Christ, no matter what. To open a door refers to, to give opportunity to speak the gospel. And the word here refers to, to the mystery of Christ or the gospel. Back in Colossians chapter 1, verse 26, we saw that it is the truth that has been hidden until now, but revealed for the first time to Christians in the New Testament. This mystery is the incarnate God in Christ the unity of Jew and Gentile made one in the church. And as verse 27 says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. By faith we are no longer in sin, but in Christ. Because Christ has exchanged his righteousness to us for our penalty of sin, God has restored our relationship with him making us heirs of eternal life, placing his Holy Spirit inside us, guaranteeing what is to come. To sum it up, the mystery is that Christ is the fullness of God and in him we are brought to fullness. This restores our personal relationship with God with whom we can live in prayer with now through the Spirit forever. 
We also need to be praying for Christ to be clearly proclaimed. Paul says to pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. We need to pray for clear, sound explanation of the mystery of the gospel. Christ is the only way for salvation and a sure future. We should be praying throughout the day to be aware of how we, can we, we respond to all situations. Being aware of our actions and conversations that we have with others. If our desire is for Christ to be proclaimed and to be aware of how we can do that in every situation, it will shape our lives and conversations to be God-honouring and Christ-proclaiming. This shouldn't be a chore, but something that becomes natural. Our natural response of our heart gratitude toward God and his grace. On the other hand, we could do the opposite. If we choose to ignore the spirit and act selfishly, not only do we quench the spirit, but Paul also says in Ephesians 4 that we grieve the Holy Spirit. And that to quench the spirit is to drown him out. So if we act, choose to act selfishly or choose to ignore the Spirit and drown him out, that doesn't proclaim Christ. In fact, it does the opposite. It dishonours Christ. We are called from Colossians to proclaim Christ. And this is the second point that we get to now. We are to be devoted to prayer, but also to be devoted to proclaim Christ. Look at verse 5. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. So friends, we need to show Christ. Evangelism isn't just something we choose to do for a little while or for a certain time in the day or an event that we go to every now and then. It is our entire life. It is a natural part of a Christian's life. We can be like Paul and be influential for the gospel. Remember that it is God who works through us. No matter who we are or where we're from, we can be used by God to proclaim Christ. He just needs our surrendered hearts to him. If we are living in constant prayer... Our actions will flow out of that. The more we live in communication with our Saviour Christ, the more our lives are shaped by him. We become a reflection of him. We are showing that we are in the fullness of Christ. It is a lifestyle that flows out of our relationship with God. Living in a relationship with God gains us his wisdom in how to act in difficult situations. The more we know him and his desire, the more he shapes our thinking to be like his. Therefore, giving us the ability to act wisely in difficult situations. Remember the people we hang out with the most and associate with the most of the people we become most like? 
Believers are called to so live that they establish the credibility of the Christian faith and that they make the most of every evangelical uh, opportunity. Evangelistic, sorry. Every time we come into contact with unbelievers is another opportunity for evangelism, to proclaim Christ. We are to live worthy of the gospel, to create opportunities to share our faith, to share the gospel. Our actions give our words greater power. And this leads us to verse 6, where we are to speak Christ. Verse six, first part of verse 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Now, friends, I, I believe this is a, a huge, huge key that we can put into practice just each and every day. Conversations. Our, the way we speak can have such a massive influence on the people around us. To speak with grace is to speak what is spiritual, wholesome, fitting, kind, it's sensitive, it's purposeful, complementary, gentle, it's truthful, loving and thoughtful. In our home, this is the, you know, that sprig home, we have a principle that we try to follow. Yeah, this is a principle that we try and put into our parenting. We also try and teach to our kids and that's uh, to speak what we call words of life. Now, how we communicate with each other can either speak death or life. Not just what we say, but also how we say it. Now, I've been guilty many times of uh, communicating death, I know, but as I said, like, it's uh, something we try to do. But what we try to do is to elevate the positive over the negative. So when we correct them, we can say things like, we, instead of saying, stop being a bully, which is elevating the negative and labelling them, we say, you need to be more kind, which is elevating the positive and gives them something to work towards. This is just an example of how to speak grace in all situations. Matthew 12, chapter 12, verse 24, also says, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. As grace flows through our heart, flowing from our relationship with Christ, it flows outward in kindness. How we view people will affect how we communicate with them. We are called to love people, even those we don't like. Living life in continuous prayer will shape the way that we view people and respond to those that we don't like. God will encourage us to respond in grace. This will proclaim Christ. The rest of verse 6 says, Not only will our conversations be full of grace, but seasoned with salt, 
so that we may know how to answer everyone. Salt not only flavours, but prevents corruption. So we need our speech has the power to not only bless others, but also purify and influence the the society around us. So in a place where gossip dominates, we can have an influence and change change where grace can start to dominate. Season with salt is to speak what is helpful and beneficial for pointing people to the gospel. Speaking grace, elevating the positive over the negative. Because we've been saved by grace and kept by grace, we should live and speak with grace, following Christ's standard. Grace is how we answer everyone. It is speaking Christ. It's also communicating the joy and the peace that we have in Christ. It is amazing to see the calming influence that an individual can have who is secure in Christ on the people around them. Our prayer and desire should be that showing Christ by how we live and by speaking grace, we will create opportunities for us to share the gospel, to share the reason that we live and speak Christ. When we do this, Christ is proclaimed. Peter sums it up beautifully in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. He says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience. Christ should be the person that we look up to the most. Who we aspire to be alike. Christ should also be the person that we spend a lot of time with communicating so that we do actually become more and more a reflection of him and his character. Because he is the fullness of God and we have been brought to fullness in him, our fullness should flow back up to God in prayer and out to the world proclaiming him. Like Paul, let's be devoted to prayer. making it essential for our relationship with Christ and our reflection of him to the world. In prayer, may we always be watchful and alert to prayer needs, to always be thankful, to pray for gospel opportunities, and for Christ to be clearly proclaimed. Yes, we should be devoted to good habits of prayer times with with God every day and prayer meetings with other believers. But most importantly, let's be always in communication with God through the Holy Spirit, through our whole day, our whole life. Then we will become more like Christ in our attitude and action.
naturally proclaiming him. Let's be devoted to proclaiming Christ to the world, for that's the reason we're here, to bring God glory. And to glorify God is to make him known, proclaim him. Let's show him to the world, and let's, may our communication show him to the world. Let's speak grace. Not only for ourselves, but we should also pray for us as a church. Pray for our church leaders. That we can proclaim Christ clearly. Both out in the community and here behind the pulpit. Prayer makes all the difference in communicating the gospel. We cannot communicate the gospel without prayer. Let's be devoted to prayer to proclaim Christ. Let's pray. Father, you are a good God. A God who has made himself known to us. Who has saved us and has chosen to live in us by his Holy Spirit. Father, help us to live each day walking side by side with you, to always be aware of your presence and your guidance, to always be in communication with you, to hold fast onto you and never let go, to pray continually, to relate all that we do in life with you, and to be always looking and praying for those opportunities to proclaim Christ. Help us to be devoted to prayer and to be devoted to proclaiming Christ. May you shape our lives so that it's natural. It's not something we have to try and do, but it's, it's, who, it's how you shape us. You shape us to be more like Christ so that we are a reflection of Christ. May we live in the fullness of Christ each and every day. Amen.